This is Emily Wright, Head of Content at EG, and on this episode of Tech Talk Radio, I am joined by Marcus Mufarage, CEO and founder of Illity, Illity being software that has been deployed across 20 million square feet of office space, a SaaS platform that enables commercial property owners to increase their revenues by creating flexible workplaces. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us, and how have things been over the last couple of months for you? It's been very long decision making a lot of uncertainty a lot of you know we're not sure what the next step is and a lot of you know we're really good if you don't know what the next step is because you know we we are a a composable framework we're not a hard-coded platform so making a decision to buy us now doesn't lock you into a set of features that may be useless in the new normal so uh, it's really, it's, it's, we're really like that message is resonating and, and I think finally getting through. I think that the, the concept of um, the composable business, which is actually a paper which I got sent by, weirdly, I got sent by somebody at Deloitte, but it's actually a Gartner paper, uh, really tells the story of Illity, but as a, as a general, you know, good practice for, for building technology for your business. Um, and so, and then, and then secondly, uh, you know, so we're really getting that message across really clearly and, and then, and then secondly, uh, you know, we, we sort of, I I wouldn't say we pivoted, um, but I would say that, that we recognized and learned over the last two years of, of being in actual deployment that most landlords aren't very sure what they need. And so we're taking a really consultative approach to sort of give advice, agnostic technology advice, obviously, you know, pulling that together using rights management, um, but giving, you know, wholly technolo- technology agnostic advice on on how to make you know, what they want their outcomes to, to be work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 starting our engagement as almost a consultancy and going into then a deployment license. Uh, and that's actually going really well also. Um, there's a lot of heat right now in, uh, in workplace strategy. So as opposed to just taking the, and you'll have to excuse the expression and the way that it's said, the twat approach. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday? Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a lot more thought going into how this how this should work, and uh, and I think that's a really good thing. I don't think many enterprises are prepared for you know what's going to emerge pretty quickly as the work as you know the workplace of the future, uh, and I don't think the buildings are ready for it either. And so this. This point that you know I've constantly made of responsiveness, of being able to respond, of being able to deploy a solution both to help the building cope with the 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 changes and the complexity coming, and the um, enterprises to be able to deal with that as well is going to be, you know, I think we're going to be really busy. And how are things going in terms of sort of like you know bedding bedding in and, and all that kind of stuff with some of the you know the, the the big businesses that you're working with and how how is that how's that all progressing? yeah so lng i mean we literally have been swinging from branch to branch so you know we if, if lng are a forest you know you start by climbing the tree 
and there's a lot of setbacks and you're not sure which branch is good to swing from. Uh, but now we're swinging from tree to tree through the forest, which is pretty exciting. So, you know, we, we, we built their ESG um, you know, solution to deliver ESG data to their customers. We're continuing to iterate on that. We uh, built a really good statement of account product for them. And now we're going into like a, 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 a little bit more operational stuff. We've also, um, you know, elevated uh, their, the data from their data lake to sort of give their asset managers a better view of, of, what, uh, of what's happening in their buildings. And, uh, and now, you know, because we've solved some real legitimate problems um, in a reasonably simple way, um, using one methodology, we've got a lot of trust there now, so it's really good. Brilliant. And and how does how does how is twenty twenty two looking for you guys? Like, what's your what's on your horizon at the moment? Yeah, it's looking great. So we've got um, we've got a partnership with Deloitte, and uh, and they're helping. They they want to use Illity as uh, you know the framework for digitizing real estate, uh, which is really exciting. And then we're also going to do some work. Um, we're also doing some work with another big consultancy, and it's not a done deal. The Deloitte one is a we've actually got a signed partnership agreement, but the the other one is a, not a done deal. But we're working with another big consultancy in the UK, uh, but more focused on sol using rights management to solve that enterprise uh, issue. And and that that sort of means you know it's 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 going to be a really great thing when buildings are using. The same framework as the enterprises are using. Now, it doesn't mean that they're using the same technology. It doesn't mean that they're sharing data. It doesn't mean that they're on the same stack or they all have to have a conference and make the same decisions. What it means is there's a common framework that's going to enable them to actually work together. And, and that, that's been the dream all along. Um, I expected it to take a lot longer to get from, you know, us being a sort of industry standard of of uh, packaging pricing and distribution um, you know, I expected to be to be spruiking tenant engagement for five years after we did our first deployment and we're now coming up on, on two years after our first deployment and we're not talking tenant engagement at all we're talking you know how do we solve use, you know useful how do we solve problems and and build useful outcomes? The narrative we want, you know, I, I didn't expect to be on quite yet. So, so that's very exciting. And then, in addition to that, we are fully integrated with Microsoft Teams and Outlook. So there actually isn't any need for tenant engagement anymore. So now, the things that you need that are useful to you in your building can be distributed to you through Teams simply by you going to the Microsoft Marketplace and choosing the building componentry from the marketplace. And if you've got the right to consume it, then because it's got rights management built into it, then you can get digital access, you can get a you know book a meeting room, you can use the amenities, you can book a desk, you can get space, you can use the marketplace. You don't need a, a tenant engagement app. Okay, what does that mean, tenant engagement apps? Um, how controversial do we want to be? I don't know. Very? <laughs> well, I, I I have always said that tenant engagement isn't an app. That tenant engagement uh, that tenant engagement is an outcome. 
from delivering great products. Um, and so if tenant engagement isn't an app, uh, then, then what is what are tenant engagement apps? So, so you think that, that, that this is the end for tenant engagement apps then? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just think I just I, nobody wants another app. Nobody's interested in an app for their building. Their building, their building doesn't, they're, they're, like engaging with their building doesn't turn them on. Um, and that's why tenant engagement apps don't have a lot of engagement and take a lot of pushing because people want useful outcomes. People want friction removed. They don't want another app. And presumably, you know, the, the real big sell for, for these apps, tenant engagement apps, all that kind of stuff being the data um, and, you know, the data that can be collected, you are now well, now, I'll get controversial. now I'll get controversial. I think that anybody, if it's, uh, if you build a building and you take the risk and you build a community and you, you are a landlord that has built this community, and by community, I don't mean bullshit tenant engagement Kumbaya community. I mean, there's commonality in the fact that the people are all in one geographic location and they're all utilizing the utility of a building, right? That's that's the community, right? The landlord built that. The landlord owns it. The landlord uh, has created that community. And for any technology company to lay claim to their data is is bad and i think that most organizations managing buildings data have been stealing that data and selling it back to the landlords the landlords used to accept this but now they're wising up to it and they are like i'm speaking to landlords and they are wising up to the fact that that a tenant engagement app taking their data and and dishing it back to them isn't good enough. It's not, you know, and, and Illity doesn't, Illity never does that. So Illity, A, doesn't store any customer data. B, is GPDR compliant, which I would challenge almost any other tenant engagement app to, to be. C, um, the, the data is 100% accessible by the landlord and is owned by the landlord. So if they want to point their own BI at it, if they want to, if they want to produce their own visualizations and dashboards, or they want to pay someone to do that, then it's their data. They own it. Ability will never use their data to 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 for as a product that they sell for their own benefit. I wanted to go back to something you were talking about um, about Deloitte. Um, yeah. You said that they're tasking you or with digitizing real estate. Um, yeah. So yeah. What does that look like? I mean, that's that's a bit that's that's a big job. If you look at industries that have successfully digitized, once the asset is in a digital form, that doesn't mean it's it's digitized, right? It doesn't mean yeah. that the industry is digitized. It, there, there has to be uh, a way to productize the outcomes created by that digitization, right? So digitize it like, like uh, making it digital is is one step but then going through digital transformation so you're actually changing the processes and the business model because you have a better 
way to get your product to the customers, um, that's digital transformation. And so, so there isn't a productization slash packaging mechanism for distributing the outcomes that are created, the awesome outcomes that are created by all of the amazing prop tech companies, you know, actually getting those distributed to the customers with as little friction as possible requires a generic framework. And Deloitte yeah. believe that Illity, you know, is that. And, uh, and, and they want to use it to, in their words, be the productization tool for developing digital outcomes. Someone said to me yesterday, um, a couple of days ago, people need to stop seeing real estate as an asset and start seeing it as a product. Yeah, I saw, I saw that on LinkedIn, actually. Yeah, I think that's true. In our new deck, we've got a good, a good diagram that refers to that. I think that's true. Um, and, and, and Illity is all about the fact that if you, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's a little bit oversimplified, but the, the, the thing is that, um, you know, iterative is the word that we use a lot. And if you're, if you're in product management, then, you know, you want to be able to iterate. So your product isn't finite, your product continues to change. The fact that, you know, technology companies and buildings have a lot in common, right? And, and the, the only issue I've got with that statement that, that, you know, it should be a product, not a, not, not a, not a, not an asset is that it is that it's a, it's, it should be thought about in a, in a, you know, it should be approached as a, a as a product. Um, but in, in reality, like it is an asset, that's just a fact of life, but it's just mm -hmm. the approach of, of building it and building the experience. That, that needs to change. Um, and I'm seeing that happen in some places, but the key word there is, you know, building it iteratively. And, and, and what I was saying was technology companies and buildings have a lot in common. So the only industries where you get 20 times multiple of revenue, basically. Um, so, so that's, that's kind of interesting that they have that in common. They're just the aggregation of eyeballs. So really this is what goes back to the data point, like landlords are aggregating humans in one place and the commonality that they have is that they happen to be in a building together and they want to have they want to interact with that building and have a frictionless experience. Um, and so and, and so the, the commonality there between technology companies having built a community and trying to monetize the eyeballs that are in the building is, is pretty amazing as well. And so that's, you know, the, the, that, that's sort of where I would take it more. It's, my, it's very much easier to say we should look at it as a product than, than an asset. But it just, it just depends on what role what role you're in, and and I think if you're running an opco, then absolutely it's a product right? or you know a service. Um, but if you're if you're an asset management company, like landlords would never like Brookfield will never take that approach because Brookfield are very loudly and very proudly asset managers and aren't necessarily an opco. They'll partner with whoever they can to be the opco, but at the end of the day, they are an asset manager. And so if you, if you try and get Brookfield to think of it as a product rather than an asset, then you can, it's like speaking Swahili to them. Um, and how's New York? New York's good. New York's lively. I just opened a cafe two months ago. 
Oh, um, well, you were telling me that you were going to. So, so it happened. Yeah, it's, you were... it's great. You can follow it on Instagram. It's poppy underscore cafe underscore NYC. Uh, yeah, it's going well. And and why again? Why again? I know that just because you you felt you felt you felt like it would be good. And I mean, I think I think uh, uh, you know New York's going to reopen and and retail's kind of messed up on Madison Avenue. So I, I got a great deal and. You know, we sell we sell 150 copies a day up there. It's pretty good. The next time I'm in New York, I'll be sure to check it out. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us today.